0: in naming the settlement he founded with a group of pioneers in March 1864 in Utah. The city would be incorporated in 1899. In Gray's holograph, the G in Penguich is quite legible, but it was changed prior to publication to Penguich, substituting a Q for the G. Harper & Brothers, Gray's book publisher, originally was enthusiastic about releasing their book version of The Vanishing American, based on the 1922 serial in Ladies' Home Journal. At the same time, Paramount would be releasing the film, but that was before the publisher became very concerned about Gray's negative view of missionaries on reservations, and most of all with the fact that the Navajo protagonist, as Gray wrote the story, at the end, marries the blonde-haired, blue-eyed schoolteacher. Gray was told that he would have to change both of these things prior to the books being published. The Vanishing American, as Zane Gray wrote it, would not be published until Lauren Gray, Zane Gray's younger son, provided the original manuscript for pocketbooks to publish the restored version in 1982. The fate of Wild Horse Mesa was somewhat similar. Passages sniping at the moral corruption of reservation missionaries were dropped, and important and vital scenes, such as Sosies being kidnapped, raped, and finally dying as a result of the ordeal, although identifying the culprit by name to her Paiute husband before she expires, just vanished. Harper and Brothers was provided with tear sheets from The Country Gentleman to serve as the text for the book version, and so the two are identical. The typescript of Wild Horse Mesa, as Zane Gray wrote it, was sent to Jesse L. Lasky at Paramount, and he passed it on to Lucian Hubbard. The time sequence of the story is spread over almost a year, so Hubbard's first job was to rework the story into a more concentrated time sequence. He kept the character of Benton Monarube. But it is Bud McPherson, who turns out not to be all bad in Gray's story, who is the true villain in the scenario. McPherson, played by Noah Beery, often first choice at Paramount for a Zane Grey bad man, and his two cohorts, Jim Horn, played without screen credit by Jim Corey, and Hod Slack, played also without credit by William Scott, find Sosi, played by Margaret Morris, in the desert, gang rape her and leave her to die. Sosi's father, Toddy Noken, is changed to a Navajo, played by Bernard Siegel. He learns what happened to his daughter and, at the end, using a rifle from a distant rock ambuscade, shoots down Beery, Corey, and Scott after which he holds his rifle up to the sky and, appearing as a superimposition before the clouds, is Margaret Morris's serene face as Sosie. Pangwitch, played by a white stallion, is introduced almost at once in the film, with his name spelled properly. Since Harper and Brothers didn't publish the book version until 1928, it is worth noting that no one who reviewed the book wondered whatever happened to Sosie, and certainly no reviewer had apparently seen the Paramount film that, at least, would have given some idea of what her fate had been. Jack Holt was cast as Chain Weimer. He had just appeared in June in The Light of Western Stars, Paramount 1925, as Gene Stewart, Gray's hero opposite Billy Dove as Madeline Hammond, with Noah Beery as the villain, Brand. Dove was again cast as the heroine in Wild Horse Mesa. Jesse L. Lasky hired George B. Seitz, known principally for action features and Pathé serials, to direct the film, which was shot on location at Wild Horse Mesa itself, probably because of all the horse action needed. Fording the San Juan River in flood, and the stampede at the end. Yet, Seitz was also capable of effectively building up the romance between the two principals, just as happens in Gray's story. The New York Times, in fact, went so far as to dismiss the film for having too much forced villainy and lovemaking to stir up interest. Twice more.